It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Turepko, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Here we are, finally. We have made it to the draw of uh, the Australian Open. This one is going to be the men's draw reaction. It happened overnight. This is our lunch break. We're going to be giving you our thoughts on this first look at the draw, which was delayed uh, for an hour. And everyone was saying, well, what's going on? Oh, is Djokovic going to be in it? He is in the draw, let me tell you. But uh, we still don't know what's going to be his eventual, uh, well, verdict on his decision, whether he'll be playing yet. We'll find that out hopefully in the next 24 hours, maybe 48 hours. Who knows? Yeah, that is the big news, really. Uh, We had the delay and then Djokovic is 100% included in the draw. It doesn't mean he's going to necessarily play. We're still waiting on that verdict. Uh, We'll be doing a Djokovic update later, no doubt. Uh, and that reminds me, Ben, you may want to bring up the tweet as well after we've finished uh, some of our picks, just talking about the eventuality, if Djokovic isn't to be in the draw, what would happen with the seeds? I know you did have one. I think that's quite a good yes. one to add. Yeah, yeah, I saw that on there earlier. Yeah, it was quite interesting as well. I think that there's a lot of shifting around that happens if he uh, isn't to play. So all of these uh, potential routes to the final that we're going to have a look at Subject to change. Let's yeah. have that afterwards. A bit of SBC. Yeah, right? and not SBC. just that. Sorry. Whatever way you want to <laughs> yeah, whatever. It doesn't really matter this video too much in terms of picks because we're just having an initial look. This is our instant reaction to the draw because we missed it throughout the night. I've not really had a good look. Ben's not had a good look. We've got enough tweets together and the draw itself. So let's get straight into it. Hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, just shout out to everyone who's joined us. Great to see so many people in the live chat. Uh, this is our lunch break. We'll be doing another one later for the women's. Uh, shout out to Lozmi for the super chat saying, this whole Novak saga reminds me of the movie. Now you see me. 
just one big <laughs> illusion building up to the grand finale. I think that's a good tweet to start with. And uh, what is it? Is it going to be like a Houdini and he just disappears out of Australia? <laughs> <laughs> is it going to be, he wins the Australian Open? What's going to be the big finale? We'll wait and see on that one. That'll be coming hopefully later on. Fingers crossed. We need an yeah. end to this. So let's start with him, Novak Djokovic. And as we're saying, he is going to be the number one seed if he yes. plays. Head in the draw. And he's been drawn against fellow Serbian, Miamir mm. Kesmanovic. What's the chance yeah. of that? Two Serbs battling it out. Well, very interesting, isn't it? Two Serbs, two different stances on what they on how they've arrived in uh, Australia. But I'm sure Novak will probably like that draw, to be honest. Probably played against him many, many times in uh, training. Probably knows him inside out. And I'm not sure Kikmanovic is the type of guy who's really going to test him on if he's on his best. But... This is a Djokovic who hasn't been training fully. He's still trying to get in the swing of it, still trying to get that, um, I don't know, say match practice in. He's not going to be able to until he gets on the court, though. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm just laughing. We've got to say no to the poison vaccine in. <laughs> He's saying, sorry, guys, I missed my 68 booster dose. <laughs> Hold on, I'll be right back. I shouldn't laugh, but I do find that quite funny. Yeah. Um, and also, shout out to George McCauley. Great that he's joined the Patreon nice. and the membership. He's Ooh. back with a bang and hoping Rafa can do well. We know he's a big Rafa fan. Uh, great to have you on board, the GTL family again. Yeah, um, great to have you back, mate. But looking at this, Djokovic, listen, we're looking down these lists. Um, obviously, the seeded players are highlighted in bold, so they sort of stand out. Berrettini, the one right at the bottom. I don't think he's... If, if Djokovic could have picked any seed, I think he would love Berrettini. As a no. seventh seed, it's a good one to have. Uh, I don't think... There's any chance Berrettini beats Djokovic anytime soon? He Isn't doesn't it? have a backhand. Let's be honest. Berrettini, <laughs> big, big server, but Djokovic tactically can beat him at forty percent. I'm honestly going to go that far. I don't see it as an exciting matchup at Wimbledon. Berrettini was able to get a set purely because of his big serving, um, but over the course of a five best of three match, could be five sets. It's not going to happen. It really best of five uh, set. Sorry, it's not going to happen for him. So Novak Djokovic will be rubbing his hands together, knowing he's got Berrettini there. Um, Alcaraz, though, he's one who I'm hoping could cause a few issues if he's to meet Djokovic. Well, this is uh, that's the big name sort of in this in this section that I like. Uh, it's sort of like hovering around in the in the middle there. Well, Gene uh, there calls him the, the dangerous floater. Don't oh, I don't, don't know if he wants that nickname. God, <laughs> <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Cheers anyway, Gene. I was going to say with Berrettini, though, if we look back, I think you're right. The only person he seems to lose to in slams is Novak Djokovic. <laughs> so <laughs> in his last two, he got knocked out. Obviously, he got knocked out of a... Uh, wasn't it? He got knocked out of the Wimbledon, obviously in the final. He got knocked out of Roland Garros, obviously. He always does all right and grabs a set, but that's never enough. But Alcaraz, exciting. New new breed of talent. He's going to be in there. Reached the quarterfinals in his last Grand Slam appearance. Now he's knocking on the door of the top 30. Could easily break inside the top 30, if I'm honest, after this tournament. Um, yeah. Super excited for him. Yeah, the other one I wanted to talk about is right at the top, Lorenzo Sanego. He would play Djokovic a, few, a bit sooner. Yes. He, for me, um, is someone Djokovic would, would have wanted to avoid considering he beat him that time towards the end of the year. And I remember they had a really good matchup as well. I believe it was, no. was it Rome? I yeah, think I in think Rome, 
They had an epic battle and caught one of my favourite matches of that year. In fact, Djokovic managed to come through it. But Sonego really pushed him. And I feel like he, he has a good matchup against Djokovic. Um, but really, we're looking at this and Djokovic's draw is not too challenging, if I'm being entirely honest. Cam Norrie there in the middle. He's yeah. got a tough start, very tough against Sebastian Corda. Let's see how Corda deals with um, sort of recovering from COVID. I know he's been in his hotel room uh, and isolating for quite a while. So hopefully he's going to be pretty fit. You've got Moutet there, who's playing great. Talon Greek spore as well. Yeah, so there the is one. some. It's, it's, listen, it's no. There's never an easy draw in slams. I know everyone's always talking on no. Twitter, and I see, oh, that's an easy draw. That's a really hard draw. All of these players are the very best tennis players, and they're all capable of causing something, some kind of upset if they're on their top game. Um, and sort of the players I look at are the ones who are unseeded. I always say the same thing, but the names there who aren't bold. If you see any of them who are real sort of bracket killers, then you know you've got a really tough draw. And you've got here a few of them. Uh, Korda, I would say, is one. Martin Fuksovic is another. Um, listen, in his day, query, but I don't, I'm not so sure about that now. And I think Greek Spore as well, or Mutet. They're, they're the ones I want to identify. And also Nakashima at the bottom. Definitely. I'd agree with all of those. Yeah, we've got Sprang Break there saying Greek Spore is going to be the Botic van der Zanslup of the tournament. Hope so. No. Another another Dutchman, the Flying Dutchman, wasn't that his name in the other one? What are we going to have yeah. for Earth Greeks? Or... Well, that name's taken, so I'll have I know. to have, one. <laughs> have, to have a, a different one. Maybe he'll just be a get, get a different one. Doesn't have to Maybe be just have Dutchman. Dutchman. Just <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, do you want to have a look at the the next tweet? We'll show like uh, this is Djokovic's. We want to say thanks to Oli Patone, who yeah. has sent in uh, these for us. The routes to the final potentially for uh, the big players in in the tournament. So this one will be Novak Djokovic's Australian Open draw. As you can see, there we've already touched on. Uh, the, I think the first couple of rounds should be pretty okay. Sonego might give him a little bit of a test. Garin on Monfils, I think he does all right against them. But Monfils yeah. just won a tournament. Never Monfils, know. I've, no offence, I don't think he's going to beat Djokovic now. He's had however many attempts at it. Um, yeah, true. And it's not going to happen right now with everything that's happened. So for me, I'm looking at this and I think generally without being offensive to any of these opponents, I think the third round is probably tough. one of his tougher matches until the semi-final. Um, I generally think Sonego will cause more issues to Djokovic than Berrettini. Unpopular, it may be. That's just what I've seen based off their recent matches they've played. Um, so I think Djokovic has a really good path to, say, get to the semis where he could meet Zverev on the Dow. And of course, they're always going to be tough. Semis and finals is going to be a real battle, especially if he has to play Medvedev again. Definitely. Um, obviously, that's the the first one. There's a few other names we haven't really touched at all. Kalenio Buster, he's obviously somebody, if he does play well, he can be considered. Uh, but other than that, I think we touched on all the other ones. Let's move yep. on to the to the next section, which is below, which was we'll call this the Zverev section. And you can well, see in... you're gonna call it the Zverev section. I'd call it the <laughs> Rafael Nadal section, but yeah. Well, he is there, he's down there. Well, who knows if Djokovic pulls out the tournament the or... section. Well, if he get if he ends up out the tournament, these could all move like move around, and we might have to do another draw reaction to the new draw. Who knows? Yep. So we see in there, obviously, Zverev playing fellow German Daniel Altmaier in the first round. And I think at one of the last tournaments, he played a fellow German, played Otte, didn't he, in the yep. first round? So And struggled. Lots, yeah, <laughs> two sets down and had to come all the way back. 
Uh, they've got Lloyd Harris in this section, Riley Opelka, some big serving section. This one's Shapovalov, uh, Herkatch, all the big servers, it seems, are being tucked in. And there's the man, the two Russians there, Karatsev and Hatchinov down the bottom section. And they will be in that little Nadal section down there. And Nadal up against Marcos Giron in the first round, uh, an American. I think that's quite an all right first round draw for Nadal. I think I expect him to get it done, but potentially uh, Thanasi Kokonakis in the second round, if he gets through his qualifier, who he has to play, I think that could be a real great match. Uh, Australian versus Nadal in the second round. Crowd will be rocking. Listen, let's tackle the big issue here, which everyone's talking about, and that is Rafael Nadal, dubbed as one of the hardest draws in a slam for one of the big threes in however many years. Yes. Um, whether you agree or not, the rankings do suggest that. I don't know if you want to bring up the tweet where I, I had that. I think it's the big three one. This one down there. No, the one to left. The one to the left. Apologies. Yep, that's it. So here we go. Nadal has the potential to face four players ranked inside the top 10. Uh, the big three have won 60 grand slams. In only one out of 60 of these titles, did one of them beat four players ranked inside the top 10 in the same tournament? And that was Federer in 2017 at the Australian Open. And you can see there the matches Federer won. Yeah. Uh, I'll just click it so we can see in. Oh. So you can see there it was Rafa on the, well, we'll start from the bottom. Uh, Burdick, Nishikori, Stan Wawrinka, and Nadal. So they were 10th, 5th, 4th, and 9th in the world. And listen, that is a ridiculously tough draw. Um, of course, Many... Burdick, someone we had on the podcast not too long ago, which is great. Five but... sets three times as well. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. What a run! Uh, well deserved to win the whole thing, obviously, after you've done all of that. That's yeah. Incredible. If you go back to the tweet, you can see Jock uh, Nadal here. Um, sorry, has the potential. Oh, sorry, at the top, has the yep. potential to face four players ranked inside the top 10. So he was going to be going for the same thing. So it is pretty tough. I just wanted to show that for you. It's quite a cool little statistic. And yeah, he's got her catch there, Shapovalov, um, Hatchinov, of course, Karatsev. You know, yeah. Karatsev, we need to talk about him. He's playing very well at the moment, trying to get into a final in uh, Sydney. Is he? He's got a lot of points to defend here. There's a lot of stake for Aslan Karatsev at the Australian Open. He needs to get to the semi-finals without to to, to not lose, drop off any points. Can he yep. do it for a start? And um, is Rafa worried about Aslan? It's the match that we've been wanting to see for ages. Remember, all last year we were like they they're gonna meet surely this time, and then Karatsev kept getting knocked out of the tournaments. We never got to see it. Maybe now we get to see it on Aslan stomping ground, the Australian Open, semi-finalist from last year, the surprise package. Now everybody knows about him. And I I like his chances uh, in the first, I'd say even the first couple of rounds. And then round three is when I think it really starts getting a, a bit trickier for him. And then obviously the fourth round could be the Nadal matchup. Yeah. Should I bring up the Nadal? Route? Just before you do, sorry, oh, I just want to talk about some of these more, some more of this. So a lot of these unseeded players, I'm looking down, yeah. um, and this is what people are sleeping on. I think I'm not sure. This could be a bit unpopular. I think these unseeded players are easier than the one on the Djokovic side, and mm. that's why maybe everyone needs to stay calm a little bit. And like I said at the start of the video, you're never going to get an easy draw at a slam. I'm not sure if the rankings right now is sort of the best reflection of where players are at. 
Um, especially with all of these sort of frozen points and stuff. It's not a real reflection, I believe. So on that basis, maybe everyone's overstating the difficulty of Rafael Nadal's draw. And listen, I know it's gonna I know it is tough on paper, but <laughs> I don't think I think he I generally believe he can do something and surprise some people. I do. If, I'm, if not, it I'm happens, not as disencouraged I'm by other people. I, I, I think it can definitely happen. I'm, he could definitely get through uh, all of those players. If he's if he's not got injury, he can definitely do it. And if he picks up a win, gets some confidence, gets match like fitness as well at the same time, he might be growing in confidence as the tournament goes on. So there's nothing to say he won't. Would you agree that the unseeded players here are less dangerous than the Djokovic side? Mm, I'd have to look back at the other one just to just to do a quick comparison, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, we've got Tommy Paul, Sebastian Corder. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. I'd still say there's some good ones. Holger Rune there. Course, yeah. We've obviously got Dominic Kwepfer, Kevin Anderson, another good one. Um, I'll go down and I think uh, I'd even say Peter Giofchek after his performance at the last one. He's one to watch. Maybe Kokonakis in Australia as well. A lot of people actually rate him quite highly. Yeah, it's just the seeded players. I think Brandon was saying it in the chat. Yeah. Um, you've got to watch out for them. Uh, yeah, the seeded players here are more dangerous. Definitely agree with that. But let's hope he can do something special. Um, and of the big talking point really from this is, as Matchpoint Canada is saying, uh, I like his first week in some sense, but Nadal is going to have a heck of a time getting past Zverev in a quarterfinal. Yeah. That's where they would meet. Now, you need to remember, Nadal would mean... have to get past Zverev in a quarterfinal. Unless Djokovic is not in the tournament, then it may all change around. That's it's all subject to change. So at the moment he would, and that's a horrible quarterfinal for Rafa. Can he can he get those serves back? I mean, I think he'd have to face a stuttering double faulting Zverev for Zverev to go out to Nadal, if I'm honest. That's my personal opinion. Fair enough. Um we've got Jamie here. Cheers for the super chat. Cheers, saying, my biggest worry for Nadal is if he plays someone like Djokovic on the semis, he could be totally burned out with the potential time on court to beat Novak. That's a really good point mm. as well. Um, Nadal could well beat some of these players, but he may do it in difficult style, being on court for a lot of hours, some five setters, four setters. Like you can't see if Nadal is by some miracle able to beat Zverev, it's not going to be in straight sets, is it? <laughs> this is what I was saying to you about. And this is. And probably well, think... Djokovic is get to the semis in straight sets and he's going to be fresh as a daisy. Wow, you say that, you say that, but you saw what happened when he didn't have any practice for the US Open. He was dropping the odd set and that ultimately ended up to him being tired by the time he got to the final. Obviously the big five setter with Zverev as well. But I, I was saying it at the end of last year, I think Rafael Nadal to go deep in Grand Slams has to win straight sets as many times as possible. I don't see him going deep if he... If he's dropping two or even going to four in a lot of these matches, he needs quick matches and not much time on court. Otherwise, I don't give him much of a chance. Okay, let's move on to the the Olive want... Tone tweets. Yes. Shout so... out to him again. And Zverev here, he's got a first round of Outmire on paper. Uh, Milman or Feliciano Lopez, Harris or Nishioka in the third round, Chapeau or Apelka in the fourth, Nadal Hatchinov or Hercatch in the quarterfinal, semi-final of Djokovic or Berrettini, and of course the final against Medvedev or Sissipas. Yeah, I mean, 
I like it uh, all the way up to even including the quarterfinal, I think. And then just the semi-final, it starts to get similar to the US Open, to be honest. I would say this is this is tough. This does this does look tough, and I think you're sort of skimming over Harris, Lloyd mm. Harris. If he comes into it and he's playing well, he could be a real tricky customer for Zverev. I think you're underestimating Zverev massively. I think Zverev, the back end of last year, you and um, see how much that he has improved and on his mental side of his game. I just think that these players are there for the taking. If he turns up. Great recovery skills, great serving. I think a lot of these players are lucky to get a set off him. Nice. So we move on to right. Rafa. I'll let you Rafa's, read out. Yeah, Rafa's one. Here we go. This one, a lot of people have been talking about online. Uh, Giron first round, possibly Kokonakis in the second round, Hachinov third round, uh, or Herkatch or Karatsev in the fourth round. I mean, that one for me is very tough, that depending on either opponent. If they're playing well, that's really tough. And then the quarterfinal, obviously, we just spoke about that. That's going to be a real, it'll be an epic match, but it'll be real tough. And then if he gets to the semis, we've got Djokovic or Berrettini, final Medvedev or Tsitsipas. Yeah, no, no, it is. This is tough. This is really hard. Um, he's going to have to do it the hard way, Rafa. <laughs> Unless the only thing I can possibly think of is say some of these big seeds fall early. Like, I, I generally believe Karatsev will beat her catch. That's maybe an unpopular one. I think that could happen. Um, <laughs> Hatchinov so. <laughs> can certainly have a bit of a funny day. He could be sort of a first-round loss as a big shock surprise. And I think Rafa's going to need a few handouts and a few favours in order to get far. <laughs> Horrible. Just being honest. I just, right, listen, I'm a big Rafa fan, but I'm a realist, and he's not at the level of some of these guys. So it's going to be tough. We've got Gerald there saying, big upsets are waiting, guys. Of course, we know every slam, there's always some upsets. So... I'm hoping for the Dal's sake some happen in his side. Yeah. Okay. Um, should we move on to the next section of the draw? This one will be known as the City Bass section. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are sort of, if you're a City Bass fan, probably a bit worried to know which one that you're going to get to see. I'm a big fan of Stefano City Bass, especially when he's playing his best tennis. I'm hoping he really finds his form this year and we get to see City Bass like really challenge your Medvedev and your and your Djokovic's in in these tournaments I really want to see it I want a breakout year for Stefanos this year he can do it we know he can he was close to winning a slam this year could be his year he's coming into the Australian Open not in great form after the ATP Cup a lot of people aren't talking about him to go far this event and I have to agree with that I look at this draw and I think Sissipas on the form he's been on um and where his head's at at the moment, I think he's going to really struggle. Um, probably not going to make it out the first week. It's going to be real tough. I'm not. I'm not under any illusions here. He obviously had that injury as well. He pulled out, didn't he, of the tour finals? Yeah. It's. I'm. I'm fingers crossed. He can, like, recover whilst it's going on. I don't know if that's really possible. We just need short matches as well. I think the same thing I said for Rafa goes exactly the same here for Sissipas. Needs like straight set victories for me. I don't want to see him go into five sets in the first two matches of the tournament like he did against Murray. Obviously, he had that Alcaraz match as well. Just not good for longevity in this tournament. Yeah. And a new thing as well has come in this year. It's obviously the toilet break room uh, rule. You've got King here saying... <laughs> 
Uh, you don't win slams taking bathroom breaks. Well, the rule's been changed. So this is going to be Sissipas' first slam with the new rule in place. So let's see how he handles that. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be much of an issue. I think no. more it's going to be his injury and how he's able to play and yep. how he's feeling in his body. Um, looking at the seeds, Taylor Fritz, watch out for him. We've got Kuligor Dimitrov there, Yannick Sinner, of course. We're expecting big things from him this year. We both yes. have him really high in our top 10, and we both spoke about the fact that he could come very close to a slam this year. Who's to say Australian Open isn't one because he's brilliant he's on great, the hard courts. Great draw for him, I, I um, personally think. Batista are good there. We know he's just, you know what you're going to get with him. Mr. Yeah. Consistent, going to get the ball back and just wear you down. So that's difficult for everyone. And he starts the year so well. I think he's got a great record already from the ATP Cup going into the start of this year, like every other year he starts. And Casper Ruud at the top. Yeah, Casper uh, Ruud, someone probably no one's talking about. Uh, obviously, their eighth seed in the tournament. I bet he didn't see himself being there at the start of last year. But he is there, and I don't mind his draw, to be honest. I think it's sort of between him and Sinner have got like a sort of a collision course, so to speak. And I would love to see it if those two manage to get through. Obviously, we've got Andy Murray, who's tucked in there against Bashashvili again. How many times are these two going to meet? <laughs> like Murray comes back to tour. He only has to play one person, it seems, all the time. It's always that. It's literally always Bashas Billy. <laughs> what does Bashas Billy think about as well? He's probably having an all right chance. He's got a former Grand Slam champion as a wild card every time he comes into a slam. Yeah, I remember out. that time it was, was it? Five, was it in Wimbledon? Murray yeah, yeah, was five Wimbledon. love up and he lost seven five. <laughs> so these two have a good uh, rivalry. It's going to be a tough match, but Murray yeah. has just beaten him. Uh, and also, I stand corrected. Apologies, Amino there saying the slams aren't using the new rules. And I think that is right. I've seen some okay. people agree. So they're going to be the old rules of the toilet break. So maybe sit a pass is going to be all right after all. <laughs> I like this comment from Jamie. It's coming. Does Bassas really have some sort of magnetic force? Because ever since Murray got that metal hip, it keeps drawing him in. <laughs> I really, that's a good one, Jamie. Cheers for the super chat, bud. Uh, yeah, quite possibly. Maybe he has a magnetic hip and uh, Murray's got a metal one. They're just going to be uh, joined at the hip for the rest of their careers. Here You've we got go. Benoit Pair there, Ben, as an unseeded uh, player. Is it his moment to sign in the slam? I don't know, mate. He got bageled in his last match, so I'm not even going to talk about him too much. Taylor Fritz, on the other hand, someone we should talk about. He's got, uh, I'd say, quite a nice draw. I, I like it. You've got Dimitrov there. And the fact that City passes, obviously, we're not sure on his uh, injury or not. This section for Fritz, he's probably looking at it thinking, I've got a real chance here yeah. to get to a quarterfinal, potentially. Yeah, definitely. Let's have a little look at the at the route. Yeah, sure. So this one is Tsitsipas's route. Uh, he would be playing Mikel Ema. Then second round, you'd think he'd get through Ema and possibly Ramos and Baez, or, or potentially Baez. Dimitrov, if he makes it through. And then you've got RBA Fritz or TFO. So one of those three, all tough matchups. Obviously, probably wouldn't want to play TFO again after the last time. He seems to be a real bogey player for him. Yeah. And then Rudel Sinner in a quarter final. And then you're looking at semi final Rublev, Medvedev. Yeah, then, yeah, you're talking, or Felix has been added in here. That's a bit interesting. I'm, <laughs> Felix, so, in the yeah, I know. Ollie's added in Felix in that one, expecting big things from him this year. Uh, he's got a tough first round match, Felix. So he's playing Emil Rusevori, and we know how good he is. So do not uh, write off Rusevori. 
We've got but, David yeah. Barton in the chat asking to pull up the Benoit Pair route for the Australian <laughs> Open title. Unfortunately, Ollie didn't prepare a Benoit Pair uh, one, so we don't have it. Um, on, not that we wanted to read it out anyway, because it probably would have said round one and then out. <laughs> Who's he playing anyway? I didn't even have a look. That's a totally he's playing. Oh, Montero. I'll probably be cheering on Montero there, to be fair. I like Montero. Okay. No offense, Benoit. So let's move on to the next section. Next section is right. This one is the Daniel Medvedev section. Um, or the Russian we... section, the Ru- yeah, double Russians, yeah, <laughs> top and bottom. Andre Rublev, Daniel Medvedev. Are they going to meet then in the quarters? It looks like a, con- a collision course. It's either that or, like Ollie's alluding to, maybe Felix. Felix will be very happy that with this draw, I have to think looking at it. Uh, Dan Evans potentially, although he's doing the same as he did last year. He's going deep in a tournament, the, literally the week before the Australian Open. Last year, obviously, he won the tournament the day before he had to start playing, and then he went out in the first round. So, yeah, you got Botic van der Zandsloop down the bottom there, the Flying Dutchman. Is he going to be flying again in Australia? Do you think? Um, yeah, why not? Why not? He's a good player. I do like him. But my eyes are drawn to the bottom, yeah. actually. Let's start there first. Go Nick on. Kyrgios uh, playing a qualifier first. Obviously, we're not sure if Nick's going to be at the Australian Open. He's currently uh, quarantining because he's got COVID. Yep. Uh, another Aussie who's got it. Of course, we've got Bernard Tomic as well, pulled out of the Australian Open with getting COVID. Uh, but Kyrgios here, it's still in the balance. I'm not sure if he's going to play. He could still withdraw. But if he doesn't, we could be talking about a Daniel Medvedev, Nick Kyrgios sort of second round. I like it. I mean, that's the one everyone's talking about, isn't it? If he actually comes to the tournament, gets through that first round versus a qualifier, that stadium will be crazy. We saw what it was like versus Dominic Team. Well, Daniel Medvedev, he likes to play up to the crowd, as we know. And those two are like the meme lords, I think, online and both like to go back and forth with some funny banter. I think that one, if we get it, Guaranteed watch along, eh, JJ? Yep. I think uh, Ugo Omba <laughs> down there, Medvedev's going to be really worried about that. He's another player who can easily beat Medvedev. I'm going to stand by that because Omba, when he turns up, is one of the best. Uh, just a little inconsistent. You've got Diego Schwartzman started the year quite well, Felix, um, and a lot of qualifiers at the top. So I'm thinking yeah. if you're looking at it from and- Andre Rublev's perspective, he should be okay until he meets uh, Marin Cilic or something. I actually like this, and I know I've said it last year, and I'm probably going to ruin it again. I actually really like the draw for Dan Evans. <laughs> like Dan Evans has actually got a nice draw there. If he actually is to... David Goffin, bear in mind, pulled out of the last tournament against Murray. I think it's with injury as well. So he m- may be replaced. He may play and then pull out again. You don't know. Then in the next round, beatable person. Round three, possibly Felix. You never know on his day. He can come accustomed to a bit of a dodgy result and then Rublev if he comes up to against uh play Rublev uh Evans he actually does quite well against Rublev Dan Evans so it's not like the worst draw Chilich in there we've not mentioned yet and I know that you're someone uh who likes to put Chilich through a few rounds in these slams I'm gonna give it away I think Chilich is gonna beat Rublev I know we're not doing our picks now <laughs> uh, make sure to join us by the way we'll be doing our picks in the coming days on, where we go through every single match giving our whole predictions you'll see us get all the way to the semi-final final and beyond and give our dark horses and champions for this year's Australian Open and I can announce now live on the podcast to download the tennis app 
if yes. you want to enter. You can do it by going through the giveaway. You get an entry to the giveaway as well to win two Roland Garros tickets. And we will be giving away prizes for the winner of the Men's and Women's Australian Open. And we've got some good prizes mm. to give away this time as well. Yeah, we really do. Yeah, you just wait and see what they are. Very exciting prizes on a GTL. But yeah, definitely make sure you enter via the giveaway because that will give you an extra entry into the draw. Sign up to the tennis app through that. Um, any of the like uh, players in non-bold, say the non-seeded's that uh, really jump out at you here? Yeah, Van der Zanslop, you've mentioned. Bruce uh, yep. Savori, we've seen him play against Rafa very recently and looked really impressive. Um, there's no easy match for Felix. No. And Rindeneck is the other one I wanted to sort of point out. And of course, Crezzy. <laughs> so there's yep. a few. Yeah, Hugo Gaston is... as well. I feel like we should give him a shout out. Yep. I know it's not in Paris this time. He usually only plays well in Paris, but um, he's a young player. Exciting one. Definitely. Well, let's have a look at Medvedev's draw through. It's uh, Laxanen, obviously, friend of the podcast, been on a couple of times as a guest. The last time we had him on was when he was quarantining for last year's uh, yeah. Australian Open. Uh, Laxanen's good in a slam, but I think Medvedev might be too much for him. Kyrgios, Umber or van der Zanschlup in round three. Isner, Krezi or Schwartzman in round four. And uh, maybe Felix or Rublev in the quarterfinals. I mean, all of these people, we know how good Medvedev does against big serving players. And all of these people, he's, he's sort of got like van der Zanschlup is big serving, Kyrgios big serving, Isner or Krezi big serving. I think that um, Felix big serving. I think all of these people he sort of, does well against but yeah. there's not a bad draw for daniel medvedev all of the other ones are all at the top, <laughs> top yeah, if, the am top. i not mistaken that in the u.s open the only person he dropped a set to is van der zanslot is that right yeah yeah exactly well yeah well spotted so if if uh Botic gets there then it could be a nice little uh rematch of that one because he's getting better all the time the flying dutchman and, and round four could be a popcorn match as well. Medvedev, Schwartzman, uh, both of them don't like each other, but Medvedev yeah. always seems to batter him, unfortunately. I know. Is a bit. I don't know if Schwartzman has the firepower for these uh, hard courts to mix it with the likes of people like uh, Medvedev, unfortunately. Yeah, um, and I've noticed a little error there in the tweet. Uh, we've got Rublev twice in there, but apologies. That is only just quarter final, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is he is in his quarter. So yeah, uh, semi-final City Pass or final would be Djokovic, Zverev, or Nadal. He's throwing him in there. He's expecting uh, big things from the the man from Spain. Right. Okay. Next we have. Oh, we had that one. Apologies. Next one. So first round matches for the top eight seeds, and there you go. That you can see that on the screen. We have got Djokovic versus Kikmanovic. Medvedev versus Laxanen, Zverev versus Daniel Altmaier, Sissipas versus Mikhail Ima. We've got Andrei Rublev versus Gianluca Mega, uh, Nadal versus Marcos Giron, Berrettini versus Brandon Nakashima, and then Rude versus Molkan there on the end, which do not rule out more. Uh, Molkan's actually pretty good. So, if, and there's probably people watching. If yeah. you're not an avid tennis fan and you're just thinking, who's Molkan? He actually had quite a good year uh, last year. Did play well in Serbia. Uh, ended up losing to Djokovic, I think, in the final in uh, Serbia. So, keep an eye on it. 
one I'll ask you, Ben, is it's they never it never happens. The top eight seeds never win and all go through. So which mm. one of these, Ben, is gonna fall on the first day? No doubt. No, I'm just... <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> the one that I think that uh, those are the potentials. I think the bottom two are potentials. Nakashima... So you think Rude? You think Rude could go out, or Berrettini could go out in the first round? They're the only two that really I think have a chance against the other two. I think the other ones, I'm pretty certain, will get it done. Well, unless okay. City Pass is injured, I don't know. That was that's a if it's the real City Pass, no chance. Yeah, we've got one of our. Um, I've just lost it now. One of our members there saying Molcan beats Rude. I think so. Agrees, and we've also got another super chat in from KRC Gaming and our member. Shout out to you! Thanks hey. for joining. Said Medvedev, or we call him in Serbian Medjed, uh, <laughs> because his name is Serbian. Is Bear has a really difficult draw. Oh, interesting, because we always call him Medi Bear. Yeah, not sure why we called him that, but that's like Teddy why. Bear, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, well, you, there's a lot of uh, contrasting views there because a lot of people say Medvedev's draw is very easy and then there's other people saying that his draw is really difficult, which is interesting. It's just whichever way you want to cut, uh, chop it up, really. How do you see it being difficult? It's probably the same way as I see it being easy. You're probably thinking, oh, he's up against a lot of big servers. He might struggle. I think he does all right against them. Yeah. don't know. Well, and, I've um... got... But just quickly, Ben, before we finish and wrap this up, I know you've got that other tweet you want to talk yeah, yeah. about, but let's just talk about this, what I want to do. We are the game to love. We are the future of tennis. We love sort of bigging up some of the unseeded players. So let's go through all four sections of the draw and pick one unseeded player each as sort of a dark horse. Obviously, we've given our official dark horses later on. But I just want one player from each of these sections um, who you have your eyes on, sort of a wild card pick to sort of surprise a few people. Well, it doesn't uh, have to be a young gun. It can be anyone no. unseeded. Well, the the one person, the guy who's on a 28-match winning streak at the moment, I think you've got to keep your eye out for him. It's Talon Griexpor. I'll be keeping my eyes on him. He chose not to play Rafa in the last tournament, maintained his unbeaten record. Can he continue it at the Australian Open? I think that he can maybe cause some upsets. Yeah, well, that was mine as well. But <laughs> I'll Sorry. go Brandon Nakashima to be a bit different because I agree with you. He could beat Berrettini. Oh, the one I was going to go for, if I didn't say that one, was going to be Mutek. I think he's been playing great so far in the previous tournaments. No, but... You're not allowed to. No, I'm banned. It's done. All right, okay. Uh, on, to the... <laughs> <laughs> on to the next one. So that means go. I've got you Brandon go. Nakashima and you've got Greek Swap. The first yeah, you go, okay? you go for it in this one. Oh, you go first. Oh, you're giving me the one where there's not so many good ones. Great. <laughs> We're just talking about how this one... Oh, no. Um, there is a few. There I'm going to go in this section. I'm going to have... Um, of course, there's a qualifier there. We don't know who that's going to be. I'm going to go Holger Rune as my yeah. one. The number 45 in this event. Uh, we've seen what he's able to do against Djokovic in a slam. Played very well in that. And his draw's not too challenging, if you're being honest. It's always going to be tough in a grand slam but there's some beatable opponents so Holger Rune's my one to watch in this section I think my one would be Kokonakis um, just because if he gets past the qualifier all eyes would be on him versus Nadal and if he has the crowd behind him could be in for an epic second round match versus Rafa yeah Armino they're just pointing out Rune has lost to Mutet twice in Adelaide I think he's getting <laughs> his losses out early Armino he's going to save his victories for the grand slam all right. he's a big time player Rune Right, on to the next section. Who jumps out of this one? This one may be slightly tougher to pick than even the last one. 
Is it? I think it's quite easy for me. All right, go. Am you I allowed to go? Yeah, you go if you know. Andy Murray. Andy go Murray. On. Australian Open. Uh, we've seen some tweets from John as well talking about Murray's chances. He really fancies him because it could have been a lot tougher for him. I know he's got that really hard first round, yes. but then he's got a bit of respite uh, potentially until he meets. Is it? Is Yannick Sinner there? Yeah, oh, no, Yannick Sinner's on the bottom bit, is it? No, Yannick Sinner is in that bit. It would be oh, yeah. round three so for him. it could him. be a Yannick Sinner, and that's where I think he could get stuck. But regardless, I'm going to be going Andy Murray. I've been impressed with him in a final at the moment in Sydney uh, and playing some good tennis with his new racket. So, Oh, I might surprise you. I'll go and Judy back. Murray as well. You see that? Judy Murray's buying uh, tickets for any Scotsmans in the in the crowd. Oh, that's very nice of her. Anyway, I'm going to go with Avashka. Uh, he's up there at the top. If he manages to get past Andujar, then I reckon he could still possibly cause an upset, knocking out Rude. Uh, there's a lot of uh, it's a nice little section up that top, and Navashka could could get a little run going. So keep an eye on him. Nice. We're getting some good shouts in the live chat as well. Go RS, on. one of our members, saying talking to Zach there, yeah. our patron. Uh, I really fancy Su Wu Kwan to do well. Yeah, which section was he in? I think he's in this one. Yeah, he's in the yep. second section. Yeah, there he is. Just uh, he's playing Holgerun in that first yep. match though, so not an easy first match. Let's go to the last, is it the last and final section now? Yeah, you get to pick first on this one. Oh, lucky me. Um, on this one, there's got to remember there's qualifiers that we don't see in here. But I'm just, I, I, By the way, before you say it, I know what you would have picked last year. It's so obvious. Yeah, I know you right probably do. What? Do you, do you think? Kyrgios. You definitely, last year, you would have picked Kyrgios. I probably, in, yeah, in, last in Australia. Year. Didn't you have him? The first ever podcast we did. Start of Australia. I Open. said it was, was my dark, dark, horse. Horse. Yeah. <laughs> dark horse to win it. Nick Kyrgios wins the Australian Open. I still remember <laughs> hearing myself it's say it funny. now. Terrible. Um, I'm going to actually go Chris O'Connell. Uh, okay. to, I, I like Chris. Me. Yeah, I like. I Keep an eye on Chris O'Connell. Does all right. He is an Australian as well. And he did bagel Rublev a couple of years ago at the Australian Open. So it should be noted. For me, van der Zanslop, he's now got yeah. Grand Slam pedigree. Uh, yeah. Brilliant hard quarter, and I think he's a really good character to have on tour, and I would like to see him do well. Nice, definitely would. Hopefully, he comes on the pod at some point. Right, just move to the end. I know that we were talking about Andy Murray. So was uh, John Silk. He was a uh, going up back and forth on Twitter. It said his victory over Bassasvili at Wimbledon last year was arguably one of his best performances in years. Bodes well. But you could do with avoiding five sets next week. The optimist in me says Murray can make the second week of a slam for the first time since 2017. Which mm. wouldn't that be something? That would be a. Uh, I would love to see it. I mean, more than anybody, probably. Uh, if we get to see Andy Murray go deep in a Grand Slam, I'm going to be having the uh, the flag flying high for him, Sir Andy. Uh, and just one last tweet i just wanted to pop up if possible and this yep. one's the one from jose morgado who just was tweeting earlier on today just regarding the uh if it, all the spots move around if Djokovic is to uh, end up disappearing so a lot of questions about this if he gets deported after the draw but before the first uh what does that mean not anyway, sure 
I don't know, I'm guessing before the first match is played, or I'm guessing the seeds move, or seed three moves to his spot, seed five moves to the seed three spot, seed nine moves to the seed five spot, seed 13 moves to the seed nine spot, seed 17 moves to the the seed 13 spot, seed 25 moves to the 17 spot, 33 moves to 25, and then a lucky loser will be in the 33rd uh, spot. God, so, in, in, so in conclusion, we'll have to do another draw preview because it's all going to be messed up and there'll be no draw. But just like this whole Australian Open, it's been a mess from start to finish. Uh, so we're probably expecting to do a podcast later on. Djokovic gets deported and another draw preview because oh <laughs> this God. one will be <laughs> void. <Alan> Boyd. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, imagine that. Uh, but it, was, it is order of play, by the way. OOP. Oh, okay. Cheers, yeah. There you go. I learned something new every day. I'll just call it the oop. <laughs> right. Okay. So let's get rid of that. I think we've uh, done a good job there, to be honest. I think we flew through that one. It was very, very uh, exciting to see that. That's my first proper look at it as well. So that's yep. a genuine reaction to the draw. Um, we do have the giveaway that we do need to tell you about as well. If you want to join our members, there's a join button underneath this video next to the subscribe button. You can become a member, get special features on the channel like special emojis. You get premium Discord access to speak to myself and JG. But if you want some other perks, well, like two Roland Garros tickets, JG, then you enter our giveaway. And uh, these ones are for four days at Roland Garros. Do not forget that. Four days on Philippe Chatrier. Doesn't get better than that. JG, how do the people enter? Yeah, it's free to enter and the link's pinned in the live chat. Hit the link, take you to a link tree and click enter giveaway. And there's so many other ways to do it from there. Uh, Here's the short promo. This time we're bringing you a giveaway, Roland Garros 2022. We have two grand public tickets going on offer and you can be part of it. Make sure you are subscribed to Game to Love. And secondly, follow the link to find out all of the ways you can enter. They include following us on Spotify, following on Twitter, joining the Patreon. That's another one where you get a few entries. Four days at Roland Garros. That could be the final, the semi-final, the quarter-final. To clarify, that is two tickets for four days at Roland Garros, seeing the very best tennis talent. Yeah, so make sure that you get your entries in by the 31st of January 2022. And good luck. May the best man or woman win. And hopefully we get to see you out in Paris very soon. Yeah, don't miss out on that, guys. Uh, You've got, I'm not sure, until the end of uh, January. I'm not sure how many days are left now. Two weeks, possibly. Yeah, do not miss out. But we're going to love you and leave you. And we'll see you later for the uh, women's draw reaction. And that will be coming up uh, in about three and a half hours time. Yeah, it'll be a similar format to the one we've just done here for the men's. Uh, And then, of course, we'll be doing the big draw reactions, more draw previews, giving our picks to win. Uh, semi-finalists and of course the dark horses for the event and you can win prizes on that podcast by entering the tennis uh, bracket league in game to love Uh, so good luck everyone Uh, last thing left to say thanks for watching guys like and subscribe and see you on the next one see you later guys
Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.